asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Let's be honest, the first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simons on the Georgia coast, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home, have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you are away because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you've got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're talking from homeless to debt-free with Anthony O'Neill. Our guest today is Anthony O'Neill, who has helped hundreds of thousands of people make smart decisions with their money, with their relationships, and education as well. Man, he is a number one national best-selling author of a Debt-Free Degree and The Graduate Survival Guide. Anthony travels the country spreading his encouraging message to, to help teens uh, and young adults alike to, to start their lives off right uh, and to help people of all ages succeed with their money. A part of that message is in the ability to pursue passions while living a well-balanced life. We're all about that, that balance here at How to Money, and we're excited to hear Anthony's story as well as how college students and young adults can avoid the crippling effects of debt. So Anthony, man, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Oh man, Matt and Joel, thank you so much for having me on. I've been looking forward to this ever since um, I saw that I was invited on the show. So again, thanks for having me. Us too, man. Yeah, we're really excited to chat. And Anthony, uh, one thing Matt and I absolutely love, we love to drink craft beer. And so uh, <laughs> when, we, when we do the podcast, oftentimes, most of the time, we're having a delicious beer while we're doing it. And so mm. today we're drinking a beer called Coastal Sunshine by oh, a, a brewery called Humble Forager. And so that's like kind of our splurge, right? That we're spending money on in the here and now while we're also trying to save and invest well for the future. So our first question to every guest, our first question to you is, what's your splurge? What is the that you spend money on now while you're also trying to be wise and thoughtful uh, about saving money for the future? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, shocking. I do, I do not drink beer, but I am a golfer. So I am a oh. member of a private country club um, here in the beautiful city of Nashville, Tennessee. And so, you know, that, that's a lot of money a month. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> I actually enjoy it because I meet other millionaires, other successful people. And while they're drinking beers and playing golf, I may be having a cigar and playing golf and asking yeah. questions and learning uh, from them. So I, I splurge a little bit on, on the golf world. So that's my splurge, man. Private clubs are not cheap. Yeah. yeah, Anthony, yeah. I grew up in Augusta, so I, I grew up surrounded by golf. And actually, the Masters, they are, yeah, making that tournament happen this fall. 
law, which is really cool. Yes. But uh, but yeah, yeah, private clubs, man, they are expensive. They <laughs> I'm are. glad you know though. Like that's that's for for me, man. It's all about intentionality. And if you're like, yeah. man, there's a reason for it. This this moves the needle for me. Then putting your money there, it, it makes sense. And I think you know, oftentimes the world personal finance, we can get a little judgy, and it's like, oh, you're not doing it right. Uh, but as long as it's something you're doing intentionally, <laughs> then it's totally cool. Absolutely. It, plus, I mean, you can probably write off some of those expenses as like business networking, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a, a little bit of it, not, not all of it, just just a little bit of it. But yeah, just you know, a, that's just a touch. Yeah, just a touch. Definitely can't write off the cigars. Can't yeah. Write off the alcohol. <laughs> uh, but right, it's a man. great, it's a, it's a great uh, little splurge that I have I on a monthly basis. I love it. All right. Well, let's, let's kind of dive in here. Let's start talking with. Uh, let's talk about your college experience. Yeah. You know, like you had college paid for with scholarships. Yeah. Uh, and your your father's GI. Bill. But a couple of things happened when you got to campus that, that really upended your whole college experience. Can you tell us about that some? You know, it, it really wasn't a couple of things. You know, it was really just one thing and it was myself. You know, I got onto the college campus. I had a lack of financial education. Uh, my parents taught me two important things growing up, uh, which were they were all great parents. Um, I, I love them dearly, but they had the very first thing was, hey, here's how you obey the law as far as in get home safe and sound. And the second conversation was, here's how you obey the spiritual laws. I was raised up in a very strong Christian home. So their philosophy is, you know, hey, we don't want you to go to hell. We want you to go to heaven. And so those are two important things. We never talked about budgeting. We never talked about how to build wealth. We never talked about what is a credit score. We never talked about how to manage a checkbook. So when I walk into the college campus, I'm getting hit with all these individuals saying, hey, uh, sign up for this credit card, sign up for this credit card. And I'm thinking, if I'm going to be a man, I need to have a credit score. In order for me to have a credit score, I need to have a credit card. Hmm. So the very first guy that jumped out in front of me offered me two free large pieces and a free T-shirt. I was like, yeah, let me do it because, I mean, I, I want to be a man. And I am a man now, so I, I need to get this and credit card. And I want card. some pizza. Right. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on. The, especially the two free large pieces. But but uh, the true story, which I hardly tell people, is that out of the two free large pieces, um, I only actually had one slice of the pizza. Oh, All wow. my peers ate them that night uh, when, when we went home. You're I did have the T-shirt. Yeah. So... <laughs> But, you know, about a month later, man, my um, mom told me I had some mail at the house. I go home. I check my mail. And, you know, my mom uh, and I noticed that I received my very first credit card. And she was like, hey, you don't need that credit card, son. You need to stay away from that. You, 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 no, no, don't do it. And I was like, mom, I got this. I'm a grown man. I racked up that credit card within a matter of 13 to 14 hours. Um, I spent $150 at Red Lobster. I uh, spent $150 on 1-800-Flowers.com and then spent $200 um, on a Dooney and Burke's purse. So that whole $500, I spent it to impress a female. Mm -hmm. I can't even remember her name today. And I made the small little payment back then. I think it was like $35 and some change. And a month later, this bank sends me back a letter saying, hey, thank you for the first payment. We've upped your limit from $500 to $1,000. And within a matter of an hour of me getting that letter in the mail, I maxed out that $500, that extra $500. Wow. Yeah, I went and put a $500 sound system in the back of my black-on-black -black 1987 Nissan Maxima that could not even go in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the sound system and the spinning wheels on the car were actually worth more than the actual car. And so during that whole season of my life, uh, Matt and Joe, I, I, now at the age of 36, I can sit here and, and honestly tell myself that I did all of this. I racked up $15,000 in credit card debt, $10,000 in um, student loan debt when I didn't even need the student loans and $10,000 in furniture bills just to impress my peers, just to impress the ladies, uh, just to be liked by individuals who I'm not even in a relationship with today. No friendship, uh, no dating ship, none of that stuff today. And I make a poor decision, again, trying to impress friends. And unfortunately, that decision cost me my college experience. And when I lost my scholarship, when I lost uh, the college experience, I lost a job that was attached to my college. And when I lost mm -hmm. that job, I lost the income I was using to pay rent, uh, to pay my bills. And so when I lost the income to pay rent, I thought I was going home. But the key word there was thought. You see, when I went home, my father met me at the door and said, since you think you're a grown man, uh, you made all these decisions and a grown man lives with the decisions that he made. So go live with them. And I did just that. 
I called all my peers who I tried to impress. Not one of them offered me a couch to sleep on, um, a bath to take a bath in, um, a table to eat at. Not one. Half of them didn't even return my phone calls. Uh, the three guys I got in trouble with, their parents wouldn't allow me to come over to the house because we all were in trouble for the poor decisions that we made. So at the age of 19, not only am I $35,000 in debt, but I'm also homeless sleeping in the back of my car off of Highway 76 in Oceanside, California, sleeping in my car, in the backseat of my car at a Walmart. And I'm sitting here just depressed. I'm sitting here like, wow, uh, the spiritual faith side of me was like, God doesn't love me. Uh, the physical side of me was like, my parents don't love me. My friends use me. Why am I here? Yeah, I so thought seems, about committing suicide. Like that, that, oh, wow. My goodness. So that one interaction with the person on campus that was dishing out the credit cards yeah. just completely derailed everything and led you to massive depression, homelessness, all these, all that stuff. So how, how in the world did you climb out of such a desperate place? You know, it was the backseat of my car. I'll never rem- I will never forget this day. Um, I told myself, you know what? You made these poor decisions. And, and there was at a point in my life to where I had to realize that the caliber of my future will be determined by the choices that I make today. And I said, I'm going to make this choice. And the very first choice was I had to take ownership of the decisions that I made. And I did just that. I went home. I told my father and my mother said, hey, I made the poor decisions. I am ready to become a man, but I'm not a man today. Father pops. Can you help me grow into that man? And my father said, yes. He gave me a Dave Ramsey budget form. He said, you're going to get on the budget. I said, well, dad, I don't have any money. He said, I know that's the next thing. You're going to get a job. (laughs) And I got a job, Um, got a job working eight to five. And then in between five and seven, right before the sun will go down, I'll go wash cars. And then at nighttime from about 2 a.m. to about 5 a.m., I will go deliver newspapers. And I did that for two or three years just so I can pay off all my debt because I was sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck. I was tired of looking like I have money but didn't have money. I was tired of going out to the beach with my friends in California and we all have nice cars. We all have the spinner wheels back then in the early 2000s. We all looked good, uh, but we were not good. I wanted to be and grow true wealth, not look like I'm rich. And so that was the season that shifted myself to saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I got on a clear vision. I got on a clear path. I lost some friends. I gained some better friends. And I stayed the course. Have I made all the right decisions since then with my money? Absolutely not. I've made mistakes. Even recently, I've made mistakes with money. Uh, But the key thing here is when I fail, I learn. When I learn, I improve. When I improve, I grow. Yeah, that is so good. Such a nice little synopsis of your entire story. You know, you kind of go through that pretty quickly here, but we know that, you know, you certainly had some hardships and and a lot of emotion and a difficult time as you kind of work through that. So, you know, like you mentioned your dad, it sounds like he played a pretty pivotal role to kind of help you to get back on your feet from a mental standpoint. And he allowed you to learn how to handle your personal finances. Not everybody has somebody in their life like that, right? So obviously with, for him, Dave Ramsey, you know, the, the baby steps were important. That was a, a big part of how you were able to turn around. Yep. How would you recommend for just a lot of folks out there, just across the spectrum, how do folks learn how to handle their money without making some of the mistakes that you did? Well, the key thing is when it comes to learning how to handle your money, and I, I say to be a good steward with your money, um, is to have a plan for your money. I believe that where there is no vision, uh, that's where people perish. And I believe it's the exact same thing when it comes to our money, where there is no vision for our money. That's why we have holes in our pockets. That's why we wake up on Tuesday when we just got paid on Friday saying, where did the check go? Well, you didn't spend it on paper first. So the very first thing that I'm always telling people um, is to have a vision for your money. And that's a budget. You know, get on get on the app called Every Dollar, list all of your income, list all of your expenses. And at the bottom of that budget, make sure it's zero. That's called a zero based budget. So that's the very first thing. Then after that is have a vision. You know, where do you want to go in life? What do you want to do? Do you want to be a homeowner one day? Do you want to purchase a car one day? You know what? You know, do you want to get married one day? You know, Matt and Joel, my parents were so broke that they 
didn't have a wedding. They were so broke that my mom didn't have a ring until three years into her marriage. They were so broke that we never took a family vacation. Mm. I've never been to Disneyland. I don't know what Disneyland or Disney World looks like. Um, Spring break, I had to get a job because our family was living paycheck to paycheck. I got one pair of shoes a year. Um, I remember one time I didn't get a pair of shoes for two years because my parents were living paycheck to paycheck. Mm. So a part of my vision um, is that I want to make sure that when I do get married, that I'm on a complete opposite side, that I don't have any debt, that I can buy my kids shoes, that I can give my wife not just a ring, but a beautiful ring, that we can travel the country, that we can take our kids and create memories. And that's my vision. And that vision keeps me on track to be a good steward with my money. Uh, keeps me from avoiding debt and it keeps me to going after building wealth and not just uh, wealth, but generational wealth, wealth that I can leave to my kids' kids. I think that informed vision is is such a huge a huge thing that most people, when they're trying to get their money together, they don't have one. Yeah. And, and Matt and I, we call it the why behind our money. Yeah. And and that's one of those things that you have to develop that. That's almost one of those first steps in order to then starting to get your money right. I think that's great advice, Anthony. Hey, we've got more questions for you. We want to talk about paying for college. You learned a lot and, and you have a <laughs> lot of wisdom to give when it comes to, to paying for college and cash. Let's get to some of those questions right after this break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, oh, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making, my, <laughs> you're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. 
Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, Joel, we are back from the break and we are talking with Anthony O'Neill. Uh, we just heard about his story. And so, Anthony, let's, let's talk some about paying for college. You know, have you, first of all, have you changed your mind about the value of, of getting a college education since COVID started specifically? Well, no, you, <laughs> you know, know? S- since COVID started, I haven't. I, I believe that education is one of the most valuable things that we can have. I think every single day we should be learning. Now, how we get the education, uh, I think that's where, not I think, I know that's where uh, me and other experts have different opinions. I don't believe everyone needs to go to a four-year university. Um, There's nothing wrong with going to a community college, to a trade school, going into the military and getting education that way. Or you know what? Going into the workforce and using YouTube to get the education. Um, My key thing and my stance is you need to decide um, what is the best route for you. Identify that route and you go that route. If that's going to a four-year university, you go. If that's going to a community college, you go. If that's going to a trade school, you go. My only hard stance is do not borrow a dime uh, to go to any, any, any school that you decide. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're very, very firm on that. So we want to dig more into that. Uh, you actually wrote a book called Debt-Free Degree, and you give kind of step-by-step process to help people graduate without taking on student loans. And there's obviously this like political debate in the country right now about the student loan debt crisis. Should we be forgiving all college debt? Uh, but we don't necessarily want to get into that conversation. But your take is essentially that high school grads should be avoiding all of that debt in the first place. So like, what are your best tips for how people can pay for their college education with cash? Uh, the number one thing is we talked about this a little bit earlier on the show with having a vision when it comes to your money. Have a vision for your life. You know, uh, That's the very first thing that I'm telling everyone. If you want to go to school debt-free, the very first thing is don't just jump out there and just do anything. No, identify. If you want to be a school teacher, okay, you need to have that vision and you need to look up that process. Or let's say, for example, you want to be a carpenter. Now, do you have to go to a four-year university to be a carpenter? Or what if we want to be a welder? Uh, Do you have to go to a four-year university on that? Absolutely not. So number one is get a clear vision. Then number two is your school choice. Now, your clear vision is very important. But the most crucial thing when it comes to going to school 100% debt-free is your school choice. So let's break this down. Let's say, for an example, you go to an in-state school. um, Let's say right here in Tennessee. Our average in-state school is going to run you about $10,000 a year if you stayed at home and you just did tuition. So $10,000 a year is $830. Three dollars a month. You can work part time, um, working ten to twenty hours a week, and go ahead and afford that eight thirty three. Um, so you do the research. Now, if you go out of state and you live in Tennessee, you're going to be paying anywhere from thirty to fifty thousand dollars for another in state school because you're out of state. And so the school choice is the most crucial. One, I don't have a problem with you going to Harvard. I don't have a problem with you going to Yale. I don't have a problem with you going in-state. I don't have a problem with you going to community college. I just have a problem of you picking a school that you're going to have to pay debt for. Mm-hmm. Everyone says, hey, y'all, when, well, my dream, school is Yale. my dream school is Yale. Well, okay, cool. Is Yale going to give you a scholarship? No. Okay, can you afford to pay for that cash? No. So then your dream school shouldn't be Yale. Your dream school should be a school that you can go to debt free and graduate debt free. So number one, get on a clear vision. Number two, your school choice. Number three, do research. Okay. Um, Let's say for an example, you want to go into one particular field. I want you to do some research in state and out of state. And here's why I say out of state. For an example, if you go to the state of North Carolina, if you go to uh, UNC Pembroke, UNC Pembroke has a program to where if you're accepted into their school, your tuition per year is only $1,000. So you can get a bachelor's degree tuition-wise for $4,000 if you're accepted into the program. If you're out of state, for an example, you're only paying $2,000 a year. And so now now you're looking at $8,000 for a bachelor's degree. And that is even cheaper than some in-state. So (laughs) I'm always telling some people, do the research. See what opportunities are out there. And that's one thing that I'm always telling people to do. Don't look for a hookup. Look for a way to not miss out on an opportunity. And the only way to do that is to do the proper research. And then the last thing I really, really stress is be willing to work. 
be willing to put in the hours as a college individual. If you can put in 10 to 20 hours a week, you can afford a school in between $800 to $1,000 a month. And then when you're working, not only just work as far as an hourly pay, but you know what? Work on campus. Be willing to go in there and and, uh, maybe serve on their social media team. I've interviewed several young people we're like, you know what? I'll do the social media for the college. And it's okay, cool. We'll give you 25% off of your tuition plus free dorms. Or, you know what? Hey, nice. we'll just knock off 40%. So work from a hourly pay and then work with your school to see how you can get discounts uh, from there. Nice. Yeah. So, you, I mean, essentially you're talking about just some of the different ways you can pay cash for yes. school. You're talking about working. Uh, you're kind of talking about finding some of these specific deals that some of these colleges are offering. Like how else would you recommend for folks to find additional money that's out there? You know, yeah. like what are your tips for, for finding money? Well, here for finding money, I want them to go to, uh, there's two websites. Well, there's three, three resources. The very first website I want them to do is go to my website, anthonyoneal.com. I have a lot of scholarships on there, and that's and that's specifically uh, for high school students and some college students. Um, you'll be able to find some scholarships there. Another great resource um, that offer for everyone, for high school students, and they specialize um, in the category of current college students to adults, is MyScholly. Go to MyScholly.com. You can find some great scholarship resources there. And then there's a book that I just recommend everyone get every single year. Uh, because they update their scholarship book every school year. So not calendar year, but school year. And it's called The Ultimate Scholarship Book. And this one will be 2020 to 2021. Okay. So every August, they update the book to the current school year. And so the, the key thing I love about my website, anthonyneal.com, is not only will you get to be able to find scholarships, but you're going to have a, a college calculator on there. We're going to tell you what you can afford. Here's the amount you should do. Here are the schools that's in that bracket, that's in uh, your budget. I um, mean, here are the schools you need to stay away from. But we're going to give you some great suggestions and really help you walk through the whole math process on my website. Gotcha. Well, so another quick thought, like who do you think should be getting these scholarships? Because I think a lot of times individuals might have it in their mind where they think, well, I've got some money, you know, like I've got a 529 that my parents saved up or like this is a college I can afford. And so they think that they shouldn't be applying necessarily for scholarships, even though it might be available to them. Like what are your thoughts on that? I think anybody and everybody should be applying for scholarships. I don't care if you're a millionaire, if I don't care what, what kind of income you have coming in. Um, any high school student, if you put in work and if you work hard, um, apply for it. You know, um, the money is out there. Billions of dollars go to waste every single year. And I'm going to tell you the secret to these billions of dollars that go to waste is the small ones. It's the $500, $1,000, $250 scholarships that people are just going uh, going to waste. Um, and another one that I just did this most deep dive research on is your minority scholarships are going to waste. Now, when I say minority scholarships, man, and Joe, check this out. I'm not talking about black people. If you are a white person and you want to go and get a bachelor's degree, you can get a minority scholarship by going to a HBCU. So if you go to a historically black college and university and you're white, you are the minority. You qualify for a minority scholarship. So a lot of these scholarships are going away because every HBCU has a certain amount of scholarships allotted to allow white people to come. But white people do not come, which I can understand why they do not, because they feel a little fearful, maybe uh, because it's an HBCU. But there's a lot of opportunities out there. But again, it goes back to what I said earlier. Do the research. Look up all the programs. Look at all the opportunities. See how you can squeeze into it. See what you can squeeze out of it. Um, And that's the key thing there. Nice. I think Joel's going to enroll at Spellman to kind of get that PhD. <laughs> Spellman. Right. I mean, dude, I could use some more education, that's for sure. Hey, man, uh, I hear you on that one, man. I mean, but you know, there's a lot of great HBCUs out there. You got Morehouse. I mean, there's yeah, a lot totally. of great stuff. And so, and, and one of my good friends here, um, he is, he serves on the board at uh, Fisk University and they just had a white person come in and he said, hey man, this white guy came in there and he's killing the game. A full ride. We paid for everything. He's getting the education and the people are loving it. And so I just think, again, be willing to be uncomfortable. When I say uncomfortable, as far as in put in two hours a day looking up scholarships, uh, be willing to go places that other people are not willing to go to to look for opportunities and resources because it's the, uh, it's the uncomfortable part of you that's going to create some amazing opportunities. 
opportunities. If you're comfortable, you may miss out on some great things. Mm. Do you have any thoughts on what that conversation looks like with a high school sophomore or junior or senior who's kind of starting to, to talk their, to their parents about where they want to go to school? And it, it out of the price range. Um, and, but that can be emotional, especially for, for a kid in their teens. So how should a parent approach that conversation as they're trying to obviously um, hear their kid and hear what, what their kid wants, but at the same time, kind of give them the nuts and bolts of like, well, this is where we're at. This is like the scholarships that are being offered. Um, and this is kind of the financial picture. And we don't want you to take on a bunch of student loan debt that's going to weigh you down for years to come. Yeah. You know, with me not being a parent, I can only imagine that conversation. My son coming to me and saying, hey, dad, I want to go here, but I don't have the financial resources to send him there. Um, so I can understand the emotional attachment to that. Here's the thing that I tell parents, though. Take the emotions away and, and really give them the facts and the practical. Here are the facts, son, that there's $1.7 trillion in student loan debt, that there are nearly 44 million individuals who are living paycheck to paycheck because they are in student loan debt. The average person is going to graduate by $35,000, and a fifth of these young people are going to graduate with over $100,000 or more in student loan debt. So that's someone who has a mortgage payment but doesn't own real estate. Mm -hmm. I, do, I do not want to co-sign on you taking out student loans to get an education that's supposed to help your future and help you get towards your dreams. But the truth of the fact is you're not going towards your dreams. You're walking into a nightmare. So, son, here's what you and um, your mom or, 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 or your parents, here's what we can do as parents. Um, here's what you need to do as because this is your life. And if this is the budget, this is where we're going to stay true to. Now, here's the last thing I'm saying. I'm looking at my son. I'm looking at my daughter in their eyes. And I'm saying no college makes you. you. You are no less than someone who went to Harvard. And someone who went to Harvard is no, it, they're not better than you. I know several people who went to a prestigious school, but they're not prestigious individuals. Mm. And so if you go in there and you live with intentionality, you be a young man or a young woman of character, and you make use of all the opportunities at, at any school that you go to, you can come out and be just as or even more successful than someone who went to this prestigious school. I and so it. I think as parents, we got to just really be bold, be firm and be loving and say, you know what? Hey, here's where we are. We can't do this, but it doesn't change your future. And we're not going to set you up to fail. We're going to set you up to win. But also make sure that that young person feels the weight. Like, OK, this is on me, too. It's not just on my parents, but this is on me. If you have that conversation um, in a very heartfelt way, that young person will be OK. That's so good, you know, that the pedigree doesn't make the person. And yes. these are some, some wise words in, in regards to school. We're talking about college here, but we're going to take a quick break. And after the break, we're going to talk about personal finance and, and just some principles that can apply to everybody. And so we'll get to that right after the break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to kachava.com dot com slash how to money that's spelled 
K-A-C-H-A-V-A, and get 10% off your first order. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com slash how to money. Joel, so we were just recounting our trip to Scotland. This is the trip that we took this time last year, actually, with some of our friends over the weekend. And one of the highlights from Edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're (laughs) You're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, we're back from the break. We're talking with Anthony O'Neill. And Anthony, man, I saw a recent video that you posted on YouTube about dating on a budget. (laughs) And we talked earlier in the episode kind of about maybe some some issues with the ladies and how that that messed up your your uh, your your budget. Right. And then and then uh, it caused you to go into credit credit card debt. So, uh, yeah, like what are your tips? So what do you think about when it comes to dating? You're you're still out there in the dating world for our listeners out there who, you know, aren't married and they're you know, they're looking to, uh, they're in the dating scene that costs money. Like how do you start to budget for dating? Yeah. Dating is expensive, man. And let's just be real. And I think I could have done a better job at probably articulating my thoughts in that video a little bit, but I, I firmly believe that on your line item, um, on your budgeting, there should be a line item of, of dating. And as far as, and if you meet a young lady or if you meet a young guy and you all want to go out, you should have a Here's the most I'm willing to spend throughout this month, whether it's going to a movies, whether this is going out to eat, whether we're just going to get maybe a drink. It doesn't really matter. There should be a line item on that and you should not go above that. And I think any wise person uh, that hears you say, hey, I'm on a budget and I'm sticking to the budget. They should know that you are a good steward of your money. And that should be a more attractive than yeah. someone says, yeah, we could do whatever exactly. you want to go over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so. A lot of ladies who I have dated over the last four years and five years of me being single, it, it has it has turned some of them away. And I was talking to my pastor the other day and he was like, man, I think that that's a good thing that your principles make you unattractive to someone else who do not have the same principles as you. So when you do meet someone and she says, oh, I like that, that means you all share the same values, the same principles. And that would actually go further. And so, um, you know, I just recently met a young lady who I, I am interested in. And All one right. of the very first things she said is I'm debt free and I don't do credit cards. <laughs> and I was like, well, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> and so and she was like, and I saw your viral video and, you know, dating on a budget is cool with me because, you know, hey, that's what I want. So um, I think when you have a clear vision in dating, this is this is where I want to go. I date with the purpose of marriage. I'm not going to spend this kind of money. I'm not here to impress her or him financially. I don't have to have the Gucci bag. I don't have to have, you know, the, the, the real expensive stuff. And there's nothing against the sp- expensive stuff. 
But at my season, man, and this is what I tell every young person, I'm actually about to do a show about this on my on my show um, on here are the top 10 things you need to be doing in your single life. Uh, we have such a great opportunity to get ahead of the game in our single life. And I think that we should be living way below our means um, in our single life. So that way we can do so much with our spouses. I mean, so much with our kids. But the last thing you want to do, I'm going to speak from my perspective, manager. The last thing I want to do is look at my wife and say no to her because I said yes to all my girlfriends. Mm. So I'm willing to say no to all of my girlfriends so I can say yes to my wife. So I can say yes to my kids. And so I think that as long as you have a clear vision, stick to a budget, live below your means, pay off all of your debt, make sure you have a fully funded emergency fund. Those are the things that I think every single person needs to be doing with their money at this time. Anthony, I want to talk about the, the wealth gap here for a minute. Uh, yeah. The Pew Research Center, mm -hmm. they show that the difference in median household income uh, between white and black Americans, that it has grown to about $33,000. Uh, yeah. This is measured back in 2018. And so what do you feel can be done to fix that? You know, here's the very first thing I, I'm always telling uh, to close that wealth gap between whites and blacks. And this is be, let's be real, not just whites and blacks, but whites and all the other minority races um, is to focus on the things that you can control. You know, um, not what we can't control. Systemic racism is real. Uh, but let me tell you what else is real. Success. When you put in work, success leads to success, okay? And so um, I look at myself. I don't come from a wealthy background. I don't. I come from a, a family of uh, four parents, two biological parents and two step-parents, um, two siblings, uh, living paycheck to paycheck, having to eat, um, you know, uh, waffles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, having to eat eggs sometimes for and eat rice and beans. You know, we, we were there. And so one of the key things that I've learned for myself is if I'm willing to put in the work, uh, work hard and smart, here the key thing there, not just work hard all the time, but be willing to put in the work and be successful and surround myself with mentors that are teaching me how to get out of this and close the gap for myself, that's cool. I can't close the gap for all black people to white people, but what I can do is close my gap. I can build my wealth. And one of the key things to cl closing that gap is I just live way below my means. I don't spend more than I make at all. You know, I live off of uh, about 52% of my income. I give 10% uh, to my local church. Um, I give 10% to a nonprofit. Um, I invest 15%. And so my mortgage payment is right around 18% of my, my uh, bring home pay. Like I live way below my means. So this way I'm creating margin. I have room for emergencies and I have room for when I do get married, I can go up on my living expenses a little bit uh, because I've been living way below my means. Yeah, it, it leaves room for, for emergencies and opportunities, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm very big on, you know, multiple streams of income. And so, you know, if I find a good opportunity, I can invest into like a, a small business. Um, I do that. But I can do that, though, because I do not have any debt. And so that's another thing. If we're going to close that wealth gap is you got to take debt off of the table. I heard you mention a mortgage. So is yeah. that something I, I know, like I love how passionate you are about people not having debt. And, and Matt and I, you know, for the most part, we're, we don't want people to have debt either. Like debt, <laughs> debt sucks and it holds yeah. people back. Yeah. And it does prevent people from being able to achieve some of the things they want to achieve. Um, but yeah, what is your take on, on a home mortgage? And especially with, with interest rates being so insanely low, is that one of those things that you advise people against too? Or is that something that you're, you're cool with people taking on? Get it. I mean, get it. That mortgage is the only thing that I am okay with people having. Um, as long as it is a 15-year fixed rate and you're putting down a minimum of 10% to uh, 20%. Um, and uh, if people listening right now and say, you know, I got an FHA and I put down 3.5%. Okay, cool. Great. I I'm cool with that. Um, but what my suggestion is pay off all your debt first. Go ahead and get a fully funded emergency fund. And then we look into saving for at least a down payment uh, to get a mortgage. Um, and I recommend in a 15-year fixed rate, no arms, no adjustable rate mortgages, um, uh, no 35, 40 years. I want you to get out of debt as soon as possible. So my suggestion is always 15%, I mean 15-year uh, with at least 10 to 20% down. Yeah, yeah. We love that 20% down, avoiding yeah. that PMI yes. uh, at the same time. Yeah, that PMI, Anthony, it gets people, man. That extra, you know, three, four, five hundred dollars is not going towards your principal or interest. It's just wasted money. So right. uh, why do that? 
it's just it's the cost of basically having a house before you can afford one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. I like uh, that one, brother. Okay, you may well, hear Anthony. that again on my show. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have really enjoyed this conversation. We know we, we, we want to be respectful of your time as well. But uh, it sounds like folks can find you at anthonyoneal.com. Is that right? Yes, sir. Anthonyoneal.com. They can find me on YouTube and Instagram, IG at Anthony O'Neill on both of those. Awesome. Well, Anthony, dude, it was a great conversation. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. We really appreciate it. Hey, Matt, Joe, thank you all so much for having me on, man. I got to get you all on my show too. Hey, we'll make it happen. We look forward to it. Yes, sir. Let's do it, man. Joel, what a fantastic conversation we just had with Anthony. It was just amazing to hear his story, but then just to hear some of his practical advice as well when it, when it comes to our money. And so, man, for you, what was your big takeaway? Yeah, I think I just appreciate Anthony's attitude and, and just kind of his yeah. approach to all this too, right? Like he's energetic, he's thoughtful about it, and that all plays into the messaging and what people hear. And it's like, man, I can do this. Like I, I can change my circumstances. Anthony obviously changed his in a major way. I think my big takeaway from this conversation was that pros still fail at money. Mm. One of the things that, that Anthony said was that he failed recently on a couple of things. And I appreciate the honesty, right? Like, But at the same time, he said, when I fail, I learn. And Matt, you know, you and I, would a lot of people would consider us money pros right like that we've we've got it all figured out and we've got it all together and you know we we do care about money a lot and we read a lot we try to be thoughtful uh, when it comes to our money but that doesn't mean we don't screw up too like that i don't make a, a thoughtless purchase from time yeah. to time or that my money always reflects the why behind my money like sure. it doesn't there's times <laughs> where those things don't align yeah um, sometimes we fail but that doesn't make us failures yeah right? completely yeah like so our think, identity isn't tied to those mistakes that we make right all we got to do though we have to learn from those mistakes yes. we have to learn from those failures. I think if they're uh, things that we continue to repeat, it becomes something different altogether. Uh, but if we can learn from the mistakes and if we can realize that we're making them, then we can start to make changes moving forward. And so I appreciated his honesty. And I think that was probably my biggest takeaway from this combo. Well, I love what he said about saying no to his girlfriends now so that he can <laughs> say yes to his wife uh, off in the future. And when it comes to your money, man, that is such a great way of looking at it, right? He's not necessarily looking to impress right now, but he wants to make sure that he is putting himself in a great, solid financial position down the road when life really matters. A lot of our conversation revolved around him recounting a lot of the past mistakes he's made. And a lot of that involved trying to impress people that he doesn't even remember. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't even remember their names, <laughs> you know? And so unfortunately, that can really come back and bite us in the butt. That can haunt us for years to come. In his case, I think there was three years of him working basically from like sun up beyond sundown. And he was delivering papers until like, you know, like five in the morning or something like that, like insane hours. And that was the price that he had to pay in order to make up for some of those mistakes that he made early on. He learned from his mistakes, just like you said, Joel. But now he has learned from that and he's saying no to the things now in order for him to, to be able to say yes more often in the future. I love that. Yeah, so it, good. it puts the power back in our hands and it's like we're not resigned to make some of the terrible decisions we make with money. We, we have that power in our grasp, right? To say <laughs> no to some of those things that we want to say yes to today. It's hard. It's not easy. But but it's one of those things that if we don't want to pay the piper on the back end, it's something that's that's important that we have to do. We have to be thoughtful about that. That's right. But we're also not all about deprivation. We try to approach money from a very balanced standpoint, which is why every episode <laughs> on the show, we have a beer. We have a craft beer because it's something that you and I both love. This episode, you and I are enjoying a Coastal Sunshine, which is a beer by Humble Forager. I'll read the can here. It says it's a fruited smoothie sour, with tangerine, passion fruit, mango, and soursop. I don't even know what soursop is. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to say, man. But how did it taste? This beer was delicious it was like thick and it was juicy and it definitely brought that smoothie vibe to the table it was it was thick right oh, yeah. uh, and, and then so much fruit flavor bursting through i don't know what soursop is but whatever it is i dig it because all four of those fruits combined really just brought forth this incredible palette of fruit flavors um this is a beer i would be down to drink uh, pretty much any day of the week man i really really liked it yeah, me too, dude. Uh, the first thing I noticed when we poured it was the color, because oftentimes we talk about how some of the New England IPAs that we have, how they're super hazy. Oh, it kind of pours like orange juice. No, 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 no. <laughs> this beer pours like orange juice. Literally, you could not see through it super orange and certainly that's due to all the fruit that they packed into this beer. It did have a lot of body. You, you mentioned it was like a smoothie. 
100% reminded me of drinking an, like a naked juice or an Adwala, where I felt like I'm drinking a health drink almost. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, what was amazing about this beer is it had a lot of carbonation. And so it was really thick like that, but it had like this effervescence that I would not have expected out of a thicker, uh, heavier bodied beer like this. It made for one of the most unique drinking experiences that you and I have shared on the show. I'm glad that Humble Forger, that they're making beers that we can now get down here in Atlanta. Uh, they recently started distributing to Georgia. So that's good news for us, man. Yeah. After having this one, this is my first one from them. I'm definitely picking up some more. Like that was a wonderful beer. <laughs> so I look forward to having more Humble Forager beers in the future. Yeah. All, right, all right, Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. For anybody out there listening, if you want show notes, including the links to some of the, the websites and helpful resources that Anthony mentioned while we were talking with him, just go to our website at howtomoney.com for those. Yeah. And if you are listening to this episode and you have found our show to be helpful, but at the same time entertaining, we would love to hear from you. We would love it if you were to leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts. Honestly, anywhere you leave a review is great. But for some reason, Apple Podcasts, it seems to move the needle a little bit more. That's why we always mention Apple. They're the king right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, they are. They're kind of like sitting at the top and they're not doing much to like innovate and like bring much to the, the podcasting table. I don't know. But they started it all. Yeah. And so it's, that's it's the main true. platform still. So <laughs> yeah, it does help anywhere you leave a review uh, or just telling a friend, right? It helps helps us grow this podcast and helps us help other people think about their money in a more effective way. Exactly. Uh, and that's what we're going for. So all right, Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.